Gather your geek. It's time to head out for our road trip across America that will scare your pants off. Along the way, with your hosts, you'll be setting up camp in some of the scariest places they can find. Discover each episode a cryptid, a haunting, and a strange encounter. Climb aboard a cryptid camper if you're brave enough. Take it away, Tom. Hi, guys. Live from our cryptid camper, I'm Tom, here with my good friend, Shay. And we'd like to thank you for joining us on Season 1, Episode 6 of the Skeer Your Pants Off podcast, an American road trip. Today, we are going to set up camp in West Virginia. So how are you, Shay? What's going on? Uh, nothing much, really. Same old, same old. Just kind of think about wedding stuff and just normal, normal, all the time day stuff. And really nothing super spectacular yet. How are you? I'm good, you know, just busy, but you know, that's, that's just my life. You know, I work a lot and stuff. I, I nothing as exciting as wedding stuff and stuff for me. That's so cool. I, uh, that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah, like I said, I, yeah, I feel like that's all I do is work and, you know, like I try to do stuff on the weekends, but then they, they, they go by in a blur times a blur. It's, it's, my schedule too, working the the nights, you know, it just kind of yeah. yuck. But but yeah, I'm good. Well, I'm very glad to hear that. So I'm so West Virginia. I'm telling you, when when you and I started divvying up states, I refused to pick West Virginia unless it was the last state, and I had to pick it, and I had no choice <laughs> because I needed the cryptid for West Virginia ah. for so many reasons. So I'm super glad that you actually picked it really early. You picked it six in. So I was, was it, yeah, I, I, yeah, I knew I picked it really early. Like I thought I almost, no, that was, uh, that was after or something. Cause I thought I picked it first. I don't, well, I, I think you may have picked it first and then we decided that we were going to start it with our, um, yes. our homes, like our uh, residential yeah. states. Yes. That's how it went. Yes. Cause how we picked, uh, but isn't the same as the order we're doing the show, the episodes. Yeah. That's, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I don't know why I just, it was just one of those ones where it was like, I know I've driven through it, I've been there and it's kind of a weird state. So I, I don't know. I have a good feeling about it. So I picked it. Yeah. So that's it's, awesome. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm super glad you picked it too. So, um, yes. All right, I'm going to dive yeah. right in and start telling you about the cryptid. Cause if not, I'm going to explode if I can't yeah. talk about this thing. Time for the cryptid. Um, so West Virginia is absolutely brimming with cryptids. I, so you have, you have obviously the Mothman. My heart. I love the Mothman. Love Mothman. Not gonna do the Mothman today, though. I actually, I'm going a different route. Right. Um, you also have the Grafton monster. You have the weeping statue. The mummies of Felipe. I think I'm saying that right. And then the snarly yow. What I actually want to talk about today, though, is called the sheep squatch. The sheep yep. 
Sasquatch, like a sheep and the end of Sasquatch. The word. Uh huh. Okay, I'm here <laughs> exactly. for this. I, I I am here for whatever this is. So it's also named the white thing, but I'm gonna keep calling it the just sheep squatch because why wouldn't I? Um. So its description is is like this. So it's a quadruped that is about the size of a pear. A, a pear. I don't know why I said pear. He's not the size of a pear. He's a little bit bigger. He's about the size of a bear. There we go. Uh, he has wool-like fur, and his head is pointed almost like a dog or a wolf or something. And it has very long saber-like teeth. So its hands are like paws, and it has a long and hairless tail like that of a rat or a possum. And in some reports, it has four eyes. So that's now in my heart, and it has four eyes to me. Um, it also has a sulfuric odor or a musk to it. And some believe that that could possibly be from being born within the TNT area of uh, Mason County. Pretty cool so far, right? This thing is right. just like so wow, cool sounding. Description. Wow. Bye. So I got a couple sightings and oh, it, nice. they do not disappoint. So uh, in 1994, a former Navy man and two children spotted it by a lake and it something seemed to startle it and it and it ran off in 1995 it was seen by a couple that was driving by just sitting in a ditch on the side of the road so they backed up decided to investigate and when they got out it lunged at them and then attacked their car they got back in and it attacked the car and the car had evident damage damage scratches and yeah, the whole nine. So then in 1999, campers heard a sound like a bear, and then it ran after them. They fled, they went home, and the next day their campsite was completely torn up, their stuff was ruined, um, and it had just been completely destroyed. Now in 2015, and I love how recent this is. Yeah. Uh, um, in 2015, close to midnight, it was actually seen by six campers. Six. Six people saw the same thing at the same time. Wow. And this gave me chills when I read this. So I'm going to... Uh, yeah, gave me Uh-oh. chills. It it was across the river. So they spotted it across the river, and then it they caught its attention. And then it looked as though it was trying to find a way across the river. It was searching around to try to find like a footbridge or something like that. And when it didn't find something, it began to wade bipedal across the river Shut to them. Up. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So as I, I can't even, I can't even <laughs> imagine what that must've felt like. I, yeah, I, I would have probably run or something. But... I would have run. I would have run. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, But then all of a sudden there was a loud screech and it scared it away. Hmm. So that's, that's all I actually have on the sheep squatch. But my thought, I, like, can you imagine it staring at you? Be like, oh, I'm going to get over there. How am I going to get over there? I... No, I, I, wow, wow. 
just wow about the whole thing first of all that what a choice a great great choice because i am not familiar with it the description alone is worth its weight just just the description of it and then you add on the the encounters first of all the encounters you know you know you had one in 95 you had one in 2016 right so uh, 2015 yeah so six years only six years ago 95 is not i mean i was you know i was 15 and 95 so it's like it's not that long ago for me um it's uh so yeah wow so this thing too um it's it does not like people or so like my, my question like it's going for the you know going for these people do you think it it is it do you think it's looking to eat the people or do you think it's more like a territory type thing where it's just trying to get that person out, away from them, whether or not it's a territory they're blocking, but just territorial about themselves and like, because I mean, attacking the car and just, uh, you know, trying basically, you know, he's, he's trying to murder those people across the river. Like, yeah. So it's funny. The, the other claims before that one, I, I almost, it didn't feel hunger driven. Yeah. But the one where he saw him across the river, and that's that's where he was going. That was it. The other ones almost felt, like you said, territorial, like protecting protecting his home, protecting his young. They're young? I, I don't even know. But that, that last one felt hungry. It felt like feeding. I don't know. It's yeah. it's very – but um, another thing to kind of throw in there and think about is what would screech and scare that thing away? that's what i'm just getting at and yeah like and like my mind jumps back and everybody listening should if you haven't go back and listen to our episode on rhode island and all our episodes obviously but the one when we were talking when you uh did the uh the gloss um the glo- gloucester ghoul yep gloucester ghoul thank you the gloucester ghoul and uh you know, we had discussed we thinking that that might be territorial the way it, it uh you know it would chase people and then just give up, you know, just stop at some point and possibly be in a territorial thing. Like, so my mind kind of went there, maybe like, is, was it encroaching on another one of those or another different type of cryptids territory and, uh, you know, backed off or, I mean, what do you think? It's, yeah, it's, I don't even know. It's like the Gloucester Ghoul. I almost feel like it might be a it might be a territorial thing. If the screech scared him away, can't even wrap my head around what might have made that noise to scare it away. But it's, I I really am. I'm torn between territorial, and then just like aggressively hunting because it 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 really feels a little bit like both, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what that uh the thing to actually scare it away would be because i mean if that thing sounds terrifying and then (laughs) when it goes goes, like anytime you see something that's like you 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 know when you're described as a quadruped and then all of a sudden it's going bipedal across a freaking uh across a river which i'm assuming maybe not going super fast but at least has a current too you know what i mean a little bit and it's this uh, like that's determination sure yeah well that yeah no that was that that was an excellent choice um thank you that's 
Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. All right. So. Time for the hunt. I have the hauntings this week, and this was a lot of fun. I mean, it, all of it's fun, but this was a lot of fun because, you know, I'm passing familiarity with West Virginia. I'm not, you know, I've driven through it. Pro I've probably stopped at a rest stop or a restaurant in there. You know, I, I can't, but, um, you know, it's always, you know, in movies and shows, it's kind of depicted as a creepy place and stuff. And, um, you know, there's, there's the, the trans Allegheny lunatic asylum that's always fascinating mm -hmm. because it's a lunatic like like asylums you know are notoriously haunted in this country and um it they always just fascinate me just because like how barbaric early psychiatry was and stuff so um uh but i didn't choose it and there was a lot of other great um great things to choose from but i decided to go with something that we had never discussed being haunted uh, on an episode yet. So I went with the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. Are you familiar with it? No, I am not. And I'm, I'm very intrigued, actually. Yeah, we hadn't we haven't discussed a haunted amusement park. I actually don't. I I, I know of one one other on my list. I know that I have, but uh, and I can't think of it right now. But yeah, there's not a you don't hear a lot about amusement parks, so I was like, yeah, I gotta go with this one, and it's pretty it's a pretty cool story, too. So, um, in the late 1700s, there was a uh, there was a settler named Mitchell Clay, who um, lived in this Lake Shawnee area um, by the Shawnee tribe with his wife and 14 children. 14. <laughs> Just because, you know, it's the 1700s and that's what you do. You have, you know, anywhere between 14 and 36 kids. And, uh, <laughs> but that poor woman. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, um, like I said, he was on, he, he lived in uh, this area and so did the Shawnee tribe. And um, a skirmish started to break out between them over land. Uh, surprise, surprise. A white guy and a Native American fighting about land, you know. So, and it just kept gradually, gradually escalating to the point where the Shawnee uh, killed two of uh, Clay Mitchell's children and then kidnapped another one and burned him at the stake. Um, wow. Child. So, in response, um, you know, he... Uh, killed supposedly killed a few Shawnee warriors, maybe some Shawnee children, in in retaliation, um, and uh, then it just kind of you don't hear too much after. I don't know if he I, maybe they move out of the area. I don't I don't know what happens. You know, it's the 1700s. There's you know, it's not like there's a, a lot of great records from that time. Um, so we're going to fast forward to the 1920s and uh, a local businessman purchases the land and it's the, you know, early 1900s and, you know, amusement parks are still fairly new at that point. And uh, so he decides that he is going to, uh, you know, turn this land into an amusement park. Mm -hmm. So it, uh, 
Yeah, it finally gets gets built and opens in 1926. But there's problems from the start, and many believe it's because it was built on an and Indian burial ground. It was uh, so um, right, you know, very early on, people were getting either injured or um, or worse. Uh, at this amusement park to the point where in its history, you know, it was open from 20, 1926 to 1967, six people died in that time frame. That's a lot. 40 years. That's yeah. 41, open for 41 years and six people die. That's a lot. I, I feel it's, mm. yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. So, and, um, Two were widely reported on um, that it was there was the one young girl who died while swinging on the swings, and um, I am not too sure how she died, but she was swinging on the swings. I I I, I couldn't find too many specifics on it, whether it was like shoddy swing or something like that, um, and then a. a a little boy drowned and there was four other deaths and surprisingly not a lot of info on it that, at least on the on the references that um i uh that i was using for the episode um if i i usually go back after episodes and i'll look up some more stuff because i'm curious about something that came up in our show and if i do find that um i'll post it on our you know on our page or whatever so you guys can see it but yeah, so I couldn't find too much on the uh, the uh, four other people that died. Um, so, like I said, it was eventually closed in 1967 uh, due to multiple health violations. Not the deaths. The deaths didn't shut it down. It was health violations that shut it down. So, anyway, it pretty much lays dormant until the 80s. Um, and then uh, it's reopens briefly um uh, when the guy purchases it it was actually an ex-employee of the amusement park purchases it and it with plans to reopen it um briefly open it i didn't see a specific number but then closes fairly quickly after opening um and then after a few years decides he's going to develop the land and you know neighborhoods new homes whatever and as they start excavation uh they start to find native american artifacts and so automatically it becomes a um a, a protected site right away because it, it, it especially uh as i was reading it's like pre uh european anglo settlers you know anything pre that is considered you know very sacred you know what i mean like becomes protected in our country um, yeah so they continued to uh, excavate as a protected site, you know, finding these artifacts and the the whatnots, and uh, until they started finding bones, and uh, then it was confirmed. It, yes, it is actually a it was a Native American burial ground, um, like it was feared. So they started finding bones, and it was thirteen skeletons in total, mostly of young kids. Oh. Yeah, but it's an Indian burial ground. So anyway, um, 
there's reports of at this uh, at this uh, at the rundown um, amusement park. There's parts of the ghost of a man standing um, by the Ferris wheel, like as if he is ready to go on to it or waiting for somebody then to go on to it. Um, then there's uh, the, the ghost of the little girl seen over by the swings. Um, as well as there's supposedly ghosts of other children. Um, you know, you have your standard haunts where you hear weird noises or weird things happening. Um, and then what I found interestingly too, uh, people have claimed to hear like very faint, like almost in the distance, like Native American war cries and stuff like that. So um, it's, uh, yeah, it's been listed on, yeah, and, you know, travel channels, most haunted haunted places in America and, you know, been on a bunch of shows. Um, something that I want to do and I want to do with you guys and everything is they do, uh, they do the haunted tours through it. And then in October, the month of October, they do their dark carnival where they do it. It's from eight to midnight in October and you go and they have, it's just like, you get to go see the haunts and then they add stuff and corn maze and all this just, you know, cool sort of, sort of stuff, but you also get to explore the actual haunts that, you know, by the Ferris wheel or by the, you know, the swings where the haunts are supposedly said to have taken place. And that is the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. That dark carnival is right up my alley and sounds amazing. Yes. Oh, wow. It's well, so I've learned so far from this episode that despite my horror movie knowledge, I really feel like I need to go to West Virginia. I know it's not a good idea because you know what happens in West Virginia in every horror movie, but I guess I'll be a star in one. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff here in this state. That's, um, yeah, this one. Oh God! Six people, six people. That's that's excessive. That's I mean one. Okay, so one person, awful, tragic accidents happen. Two people, same. But like, when yep. does it start becoming negligent or? I would say after the second, or you know, it, like I would say the second is probably negligent, but yeah. you know, like. From that point on, I think everyone, I, I mean, unless, like I said, like, because I didn't find a ton of info on it. I mean, maybe a guy, you know, unless the four others were like random heart attack, stroke, you know what I mean? Like stuff that had nothing to do yeah. with, but no, it's, it seems very excessive to me, the, the six and would totally make sense why, to me, why this place would be haunted. Like, you yeah. Know, six people and the and the little kids and the little girl I, i'm really want to look more into like how she actually died um on on the swing because uh i was almost yeah, that's intriguing yeah and uh i was almost like when i first read it i was like i thought back to your your haunting in uh alaska that was actually like a happy haunting 
And that's what I thought when I saw the amusement park at first, I was like, maybe it's a happy haunt. That would be awesome if I found a happy, like, cause you know, you had yeah. that one and you don't, we don't find many of those, you know? And uh, I was like, you know, I saw amusement park. It's like, maybe it's a bunch of kids on a roller coaster, just having fun, you know? <laughs> just like, no, no, this, no. Is, this is a dark amusement park. This is. Oh. <laughs> it's obviously. Yes. That's awful. Yep. All right. So, I have strange encounter today and I will tell you uh, beforehand that I actually found my strange encounter story looking at cryptids. Time for the strange encounter. They oh, were listed okay. Yeah, they were listed in a cryptid, like in a cryptid list, but as I go on you'll see why, but I feel like it belongs here instead. Uh-huh. So I'm going to talk about the Flatwood, uh, sorry, the Flatwood monster or the Phantom of the Flatwoods. Okay. You heard about that at all? No, I have no idea. Okay. So it was spotted on September 12th of 1952 after, right after a UFO sighting. So. Okay. All right. At 7.15 p.m. on September 12th, 1952, uh, two brothers and their friend saw a bright object fly across the sky and then land on a farm. A, uh, a West Virginia guardsman heard it or noticed it and actually went to go look and he brought with him a small group of people. When he and the small group reached the top of a hill, they saw a red light a little bit off in the distance, so they shined a flashlight towards it. And they saw a man-like figure with a round red face and possibly wearing a hood or a hooded shaped head, something oh. like that. Yep. Um, the description is super brief. It's super short, but it's it, so the eye-like shapes on the face. So they couldn't really make out eyes, but they saw like indentations maybe. Okay. Uh, they heard hissing sound and it moved as though it was gliding. And they did notice a pungent mist that caused nausea seemed to be around it. Oh, okay. And um, 50 years later, 50 years later, for some reason, they decided that they needed to um, make a final decision that this was not a UFO, it was a meteor. And the creature was a barn owl in a tree. (laughs) 50 years later. Right? I know. Oh. Yeah. So that's what I have for that. How how do you feel about that? Okay. So first of all, I love it. And um, that's the great thing about Strange Encounters. Uh, When we were first kind of like talking about the show, it was like, it was, you know, UFOs. And then it's like, well, that might be too not broad enough you know and then strange encounters um so it opens it up for a lot of things you know and um i can totally see why you would think this this totally fits in fits into this category and could be in the cryptid i mean depending on your you know how you're feeling that day honestly Mm -hmm. um 
but uh, I can see why you, I would put this in a strange encounters category personally. I, that's, I mean, yeah, like you, the way it moved was, you know, slithered or whatever, you know, but glided. Yeah. yeah I, I can, first of all, that, that right off the bat. Yeah. I would put that in the strange encounters too, uh, but it could go in both. And, but that, wow, that's, First of all, I, I love the description, the the pungent odor, which I mean, who knows, radiation, I mean, yeah. you know, something we don't even from another planet, because it's like, uh, you know, and you said it was human like, but like, you know, a lot of people, you know, people have their idea of what an alien looks like from sort of either, you know, pop culture or you know, Area 51 Roswell, you know, but it's kind of, you know, but it's been, you know, whatever, commercialized. Um, so people have it, but that doesn't mean that's what the extraterrestrial is going to be like, you know what I mean? No. It, we don't, it could, they could, it's like, like Star, it could be like Star Trek. You go to these planets and it's, you know, I mean, I don't think it's going to be where it's just like, you know, small or animals or whatever but we don't know it could be like you know some people theorize that it, you know when we do make it it, it would be it's going to be ai you know from another planet yeah. or something so one thing that i think is really weird about them saying and it, it literally just dawned on me that them saying that it had to have been a barn owl in a tree so when when these people shined the light on it they saw they didn't see eyes. They saw yeah. shapes of eyes. If you're shining a flashlight at an owl at night, you see the eyes. They yeah. are extremely That's a great reactive. Point. Great point. I hadn't even picked up on that because, yeah, I was just gonna, yeah, that, that first of all, that whole 50 years later meteorite, like yeah. that, that to me stinks to high. And I am not a conspiracy theorist, you know, I, I believe some, you know, you know, some things happen or, you know, or whatever, but that's weird. 50 years later, it's a meteorite and a barn owl. Like, yeah. and, and like you said, they didn't see the eyes and they, they said it was human-like, uh, sort of human-like. Uh, you're not mistaken a barn owl and a person. Um, yeah, that, the, to me, that stings to high heaven as, you know, I don't know, either a cover up or, uh, you know, just like we want, we want people to stop talking about this. A la, yeah. like when in the Berkshires, when they took down that monument for that weird reason, like, yep. you know, um, yeah, yeah, but great story. I loved it. That's uh, a very good choice. Very Thank good you. choice. All right. So, do we have anything else for him today? I think I think I am tapped out. I think that's all I have. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for watching. And make sure you tune in next week when we set up camp in New Mexico. Happy camping, guys. Bye. As always, our hosts would like to thank you for joining. If you enjoyed the program, please be sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Find us on Instagram at ScareYourPantsOffPod, no spaces, or on Twitter, ScareYourPantsOffPodcast. Or send us an email with questions, comments, and fan art to ScareYourPantsOff9 at gmail. 
See you next time.